This just in from Just Riding Along Outdoor Media, Matt's Week in Review with an update on breaking bicycle industry news. Hello and welcome to Matt's Week in Review, recorded on 3-17-2022. Today we're going to cover, a good, where I am going to cover, a, that's a hard habit to break by the way. Uh, I'm going to cover some stuff and I'm going to launch right into it. So, off the top, Wolf Tooth Components launches a grease aptly named WTG Precision Bike Grease. This is grease for your bike. Not to be underwhelmed by one of my favorite companies releasing new products, but the reality is grease is something that is inherently boring. We're only upset about grease when it doesn't work or it has been gummed and fouled. With a waterproof rating and a temperature range that covers well outside what most folks will survive, I say if you need some grease probably buy some of this. If you already have grease, I'm not sure you'll see an appreciable difference swapping, just being honest. Sticking with Wolf Tooth, they also released their Morris Code tie cages in a special colorway called Northern Lights. It's an iridescent Cerakote coating on the cages. They look dope, they cost a bit more than standard cages, but all in all, they look great and will spice up your bike nicely, and in my opinion, they fit best on something that was already a bit milder like a titanium or stainless bike this would still be classy but add some nice color seeing as how my bike is school bus yellow i don't see myself going this route soon but that shouldn't stop you in more let's say industry sweeping and sort of surprising but not surprising news specialized announces scott mcguire as the new ceo there's not much else to really say here Um, some may see this as a huge surprise but the reality is Mike Senyard isn't a spring chicken anymore. He is over 70 years old. And I'm going to paraphrase what I read out of an, another article. We've got more energy than ever and look forward to focusing on rider support. Which to me is a great way of saying I'm stepping back from busting my back to run the business and working my way into join, enjoying the later years of my life, having fun with bikes. Specialized as a superpower in the cycling world, and new leadership won't change the fact that they make great products and offer industry-leading tech and features. If you disagree with me, I don't care. Moving on, short and sweet suspension news. DVO had a new line of air shocks at Sedona Mountain Bike Fest, but they weren't actually released. They might not be released, but they were there. But you can't buy them, but you can look at them, but you can't buy them. So... I never really understood the buzz of launching something that isn't launched, but maybe that's why I'm working on my couch from an aging laptop and not driving a TRD Pro to product launches in the desert. Next up, in things that I'll continue to be snarky about, Salsa launches a new Storm Chaser build, and I'm not impressed. For the full breakdown of this during our ever-so-popular Things We Hate segment of Just Riding Along, wait for that to drop next week, but the long and short is $3,500 gets you an alloy bike, a dropper post, and a ruby fork with an 11-speed mechanical drivetrain. All in all, it weighs in at nearly 25 pounds per salsa, so I guess searching for a silver lining here, at least the price per pound isn't too bad. I, I don't even know where else to go with that. Um, in, in news that is, let's say interesting, but not really applicable to a lot of people, but we're going to, I'm going to cover it anyways. Outside Interactive has acquired FKT. This is a shorty, but the reality is as FKT, both the endeavor and the tracking of said endeavor increases in popularity, a big 
brand like outside acquiring them and using that to drive traffic to their existing content and using their size to add better features to the site seems like everyone wins and this should be cool to see in the future now we're going to launch into what i would call my biggest piece of news for the week and this is the one that has the most puns and the most out of left field analogies and ways to think about this so if you're turned off by that turn off the show. If not, sit down, buckle in, and let's get ready for Dropper and the Furious. In a heist, it sounds like something out of a Fast and Furious movie. P&W Components has $500,000 worth of merchandise stolen. The report is that a shipping truck was raided and the stolen items, including posts, levers, and service parts, were all stolen with an MSRP of around $500,000. I did a bit of quick math, and I had to make an assumption that there was $400,000 worth of posts and $100,000 worth of you know other bits in there, and those posts retail for around $200, so that's roughly 2,000 posts stolen. Um, I know I had to do some guesswork there, but this is just a way to try to get a sense of scale here, and I have a few hypotheses, but none of them are honestly good. Um, what do you do with 2,000 seat posts? Well... I don't know. I really don't. I mean, 2,000 seat posts. Uh, that's well outside the number of bikes that a small company could sell in a year. So probably not going to magically see a brand running P&W Post when they've never purchased P&W Post from P&W because, well, that'd be pretty easy to track down. Um, you can't just put them all on Pink Bike or Craigslist because, again, you have 2,000 of them and that'd be really hard to unload a bunch of posts and not get caught. Um, for those of you struggling to wrap your head around 200 or 2,000 seat posts, I did some quick math, and the average uh, U.S. high school has 850 students. So imagine you have enough seat posts to give every kid in the average U.S. high school a seat post, and you can do that for two and a half schools. That's a, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. That is a butt ton of seat posts. So what happens here? Um, do they go south of the border? I did a little bit of quick Googling, and it's only about 500 miles from where they were stolen down to Tijuana. So, yeah, maybe they went there. And also, before you hop on your high horse and say, why do they got to go south of the border, Matt? Well, if you'll remember, Bike Index pinpointed a bunch of stolen bikes from Colorado, and they were south of the border. Not saying that there's, you know, not crime in the U.S., but it'd be a great way to you know, move outside of the realm of, you know, U.S. police. And in the grand scheme of things, it'd probably be a place where local authorities have bigger, more human-oriented fish to fry, meaning there's real problems that are surrounding real people. They have probably bigger things to worry about than a couple of seat posts that shouldn't be owned by Jimmy selling them. Um, So... Maybe the last one that I find to be the the most disheartening here. What if they didn't want those posts? What if it just happened? So could they have been stolen during the theft of something larger? And they're just collateral damage. And, you know, was it, we don't have much info here. Was it an entire container stolen? And now these posts are just in the ocean because they don't want them. That wasn't the intended item they wanted. Um... Could it be that they've already been sold as scrap metal? Um, it's a little bit over a pound a piece for those posts. So 
scrapping them would be better than throwing them away, but not by much. There'd be a lot of work in turning those into scrap metal, even just taking them out of the package and getting someone to accept them as metal and, and not, uh, you know, raise too many red flags. Um, not really sure how this shakes out, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know what happens, uh, but I have a feeling this one's just going to fade from the news and we won't see much resolution, which is kind of a bummer because I find this one to be super interesting. And it's a little bit of an outlier and it's a little bit of an oddity. And, you know, just I I understand this is a show called Matt's Week in Review and I'm talking about bike news and it's not always interesting to everyone. I mean, shit, I talked about Greece earlier, but I guess my point is when we look at bicycle news, this is well outside the norm. So seeing how this one resolved would be a bit more, you know, popcorn munching entertaining than, you know, I don't know, uh, gravel shoes or something else. So uh, a bit of a short one this week as I'm working towards finding a little bit of that, let's say, interesting product that I want to talk about. And then one of these even slightly lengthier, like, opinion type things that I want to talk about. So this one will come in as a pretty short show as well, I look through the news and, and that's really all that, that tickled my fancy. And I had some other news sent my way. And again, this is what tickled my fancy. So that's it. That's that's what I have for this week. And if you want to, you can head to the website. You can submit from the webpage through the contact us form. And if it tickles my fancy, I'll cover it here. And if not, enjoy and have fun hearing about the Storm Chaser in the next release of Just Riding Along, which is episode 34. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news. Until next time, take care and ride safe.